0: This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XM OutQ. One minute past the hour on this Wednesday, September 23rd. I'm Larry Flick and you're listening to The Jolt on Sirius XM OutQ. I want to thank once again Margaret Cho for coming to see us. Check out our new Showtime special, there's no Ion team, but there's a Cho in Psycho. <laughs> That's a good name, right? Looking forward to uh, checking out that show. I haven't seen this one yet. We are joined right now by um, the co-creator of my all-time favorite favorite show. Oh my god, I could recite dialogue for him right now, but I'm going to abstain. You know the show. Everybody loves Raymond. Well, Phil Rosenthal is here, and he has a brand new project. And I've watched the first two episodes of this show, and it is really good. And he's obnoxiously skinny for a show about foodies <laughs> called I'll Have What He's Having, What Phil's Having. Hello, Phil. Hello. It's really good to see you again. Nice
1: to see you. you I last was here when I had the movie a few years ago, Exporting Raymond. Yes, which yes. I
0: have on my DVD list at home, and it is really good. I, I've watched it a couple times. Aren't you nice? You
1: know, uh, it's streaming on Netflix. It just started last week. It's it?
0: streaming on Netflix, so you
1: people who haven't seen it, it's, there's no excuse anymore. It's, it's all about, <laughs> and
0: it's all about the, the journey of exporting the Everybody Loves Raymond show to Russia. Yes, they wanted me to go to Russia and help them turn my show into Everybody Loves Kostya. And mm. it, it just, honestly, it's, it's so fascinating and so funny. And I'm still wondering what happened to the driver. Me too. It's a, it's you never a, found out, did you? It's a Russian mystery. It's a Russian mystery. <laughs> we may never know.
1: <laughs> but that show, that movie, led to this show. Did it? Yeah. PBS saw that movie and they called me in and they said, we like this movie. We like you. We like the
0: idea of you going places. Because this show reminds me of a British show where they take this guy, this fish-out-of-water dude, and they just throw him places. You're more comfortable in these exotic places, but you're fun to watch because you're like us. You you got it. You got it. I am like us. I am.
1: uh, We live in a world that contains the greatest food traveler ever, Anthony Bourdain. So I'm telling people I'm exactly like Anthony Bourdain if he was afraid of everything. I know, but you're know, but you really not afraid. Well, because look where I'm going. I'm not going to Beirut like him to get <laughs> shot at. <laughs> the no. whole point of the show is to get, motivate you to get off the couch and come and travel because I really think the world would be better I if know. we experienced other people's experience. So for these first six episodes that start Monday, mm-hmm. I'm hitting you with Earth's greatest hits.
0: <laughs> so what do you, I go mean? Go to the safe places. <laughs> well, <laughs>
1: yes, they're safe, but why shouldn't we start there? Let's well, start there.
0: Uh, Next season maybe we'll go out the of thing, our comfort cause, zone. Cuz the first two episodes that I've seen is yeah. Tokyo and Italy, right? And I will tell you that I've seen countless shows about both and and you take us to places i didn't imagine existed really like yeah. what I, you know it's 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 hard. i don't have it have all the places memorized yeah. but i felt like you you know how like when people come to new york yeah and they think new york is this ta- area where you and i are right now We're times mid-town. square yeah. and and i would say well you know come to new york and let me take you to actual new york which is about 30 blocks down sure. or a 30 minute train ride out of town uh-huh. When, when I feel like I'm following you to actual places, you got it, and it's really fun. Um, and you look like you're loving every minute of it, and you're eating like I mean, it's almost porn the way you, you, you it look is at like food that for me. And, <laughs> and but
1: oh, you're so skinny, you want the secret? Yeah, okay, you pick your spots, you pick your spots, so save up calorically for yeah. a vacation. And then take your vacation, enjoy yourself. But you can't have a vacation every day. No, you can't have a you vacation can't every day. You eat like it's vacation every no, day. That's no. just common sense. But right? And then I try to get some movement in my life every day. <laughs> <laughs> you can't sit and do a radio show every day, every all day. No, Larry, right? you have to get up and move.
0: A little bit. A little bit a lot actually.
1: Well, look, I have an app on my phone. You What's don't even app? have to get the Fitbit. You can get a free app.
0: What uh, app are you using, do you mind me asking? I don't mind. I, I want to say it's called Human,
1: maybe. Oh, okay. And it just tells me, it, it'll like it'll like give me a little message even, time to get up. Time to get up. Let's move a little. And it tracks you. And your goal is, the very modest goal to begin with, 30 minutes a day. I've now moved it up to 90 minutes a day. Good for of you. Of some activity, anything. It anything. It can be anything. Just move your body. It's not, it's not a big it's deal. It's a good thing. And don't eat like... It's a
0: holiday every day. That's all. That's a smart thing. That's it. It's Phil Rosenthal joining us on the Jolt. So um, what what surprised you about the first six places you visited? Because he goes to Italy, Tokyo, Barcelona, Hong Kong, Paris, and then he hangs out in his uh, newfound, because you're a New Yorker, yeah? You got it. Uh, but his newfound backyard of Los Angeles. Yes. The uh, point
1: of the Los Angeles show, in addition to it being, I think, I don't want to create a fight. But I think right now, having lived in both places, New York and L.A., that L.A. has the edge at the moment. Because I think they're the, more
0: they're more experimental than New York right now. Well, because of the cultural diversity, mm.
1: right? So we have the largest Chinese population in the world outside of China Right, is there, Korean, Mexican. I could go on and on. I mean, it's vast. And when you have sheer numbers like that, the cuisines come with them, mm-hmm. and then you have a better chance of hitting something awesome. And we do, so at the moment, I have to say, you like if you like tacos, I think you're going there instead of here. Oh, you're totally going there. You're I think totally going there. That's oh. not to say New York isn't you know.
0: No, I hear amazing. what you're saying, and I and just, I would
1: agree with you. It's just at the moment, and these things shift, right? But what's beautiful is that it's a mashup, and the world is becoming a mashup because we all have the same information available to us through the internet, so anyone can see what anyone else is doing and try to recreate and put their spin on it. And so these heritages are coming together in a beautiful way. Uh, the other point about L.A. is you can travel. Not I understand not everyone can afford to travel overseas at the moment too, right? You will if you save up. I went the first time. I had no money. I found a very, very cheap way to get there. And then I got there and I stayed in very cheap places. And it was still the best experience of my life, Amazing. right? But you can travel in your own town. What do I mean? Here you are in New York. You just said the real New York is maybe a few minutes away. Maybe you're not going to, and I'm not disparaging this place in any way, but maybe you're not going to Bubba Gump in the middle of Times Square, (laughs) right, or the Cheesecake Factory. That you can go to any day. But what if you tried? A, uh, a new kind of cuisine that you haven't tried before in this neighborhood that you're afraid to go in because you don't know anything about it. Or try
0: a cuisine you like in a place that you've never tried. Like, yes. I remember uh, going uh, years and years ago. Yeah, I'm Italian, and, and I have a couple of my favorite Italian restaurants down in Little Italy, and I remember one night I couldn't get into any of them, and uh, I was walking around with my partner at the time, and I just kept like, I'm starving and I want pasta. Yes, and we wound up walking into this place that was about the size of this studio, yeah, and it turned out to be the best pasta of my life. This can happen because you took a chance,
1: and sometimes your your whole your the top of your head blows off, and you go, "Holy cow,
0: I had no idea, and what does that make you do? Try another exactly mm-hmm. exactly, and you start looking first after a while, you start looking first for the smallest places, yeah, because those are the places that tend to be family run they tend to be Specializing in culture, uh, the culture of the person running the place, as right. opposed to kind of being a catch all chain or a diner. And I love a good diner. Yes. But there's nothing like, you know, there used to be this beautiful Spanish joint at 13th Street. Yeah. And it was run by this little family. And they, they were there until the dad passed and then yeah. the, mom, the, 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 the mom sold it. Uh, but it was the best place to get old fashioned arroz con pollo, the best place. Mm. And it was tiny tiny. So and it's a vacation. Yeah, it is because you feel like right? you're stepping out. When you go to such a place that transports
1: you because of the food and the love in the food and the history in the yeah. food, like at the mom and pop place. Yeah. You're on vacation for the evening. I think that's why everybody likes
0: to go out to eat. And this is really what you get when you watch this new show. It really is I'm because so glad. you approach it with that attitude. Um and and you open up because I when I first saw this show, I had a very Ray reaction. I yeah. do not enjoy other cultures. That's so funny. <laughs> I honestly, I said that to my husband countless times. He's like, "Don't you want to go?" I'm like, "No. Why wow. don't enjoy other cultures?" That's <laughs> fantastic. That's what you're, you're referencing. You're referencing
1: something that really happened in the first season of our show of, of Everybody Loves Raymond. We were going on hiatus, and I said to Raymond, "What are you going to do on hiatus?" He goes, oh, "I'm going to go to Jersey Shore," and I said. Oh, that's nice. You ever go to Europe? Nah. No? Why not? Well, I don't know. I like the Jersey Shore. I said, how about, <laughs> how about Italy? How about Italy, where your family's from? And he says, nah, I said, why not? he goes, I'm not really interested in other cultures. <laughs> even his own.
0: Even it's, his own it's culture. It's one of my favorite lines in the history of the show. That and I'm a sex camel. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That is pure Raymond, yes. But
1: with that line, I'm not really interested in other cultures. A light bulb went off in my head. Yeah. We got to do the show in Italy. We got to take this show, Raymond, to Italy. We got to bring him over as Ray Romano and bring him back as Roberto Benini,
0: <laughs> after, after he's been transformed and that's exactly what by happened. the magic
1: of Italy. Not only is that what happened in the, in the episode, which mm-hmm. took us five years to get the money from CBS to go and do a show in Italy, okay? But what happened to Ray the character happened to Ray the person. Yeah. Very cool. This stayed with me. It was emotional. We won a bunch of awards for that episode, but what stayed with me was seeing that transformation. I was already transformed because I had already been to Italy a few times. But I'm like, that's a mission in life. That's to take someone like you, Larry, (laughs) and change your mind. I think the world would be a better place. I think you're right. If people were just a little bit more open to other people's experiences, what could it hurt? You're not going to like every bite of food. That's not the point, right? We're going to try things. We're going to go, I hate that. That's okay. At least you tried it. The next
0: thing is going to be so much better because of it, right? In contrast, <laughs> I love it's it. very true. It's very true. That's Phil Rosenthal with us on the Jolt the Show. is called I'll Have What Phil's Having, and it premieres Monday on PBS. So set your DVRs right it's, now. It's really I <laughs> I already have. So Use. let me ask you, what does this experience do to you as a writer? Because you are a writer. I mean, you're you're a performer, and if I have my my Phil Rosenthal history right. You kind of dabbled with the idea of performing before you started producing TV shows and all of that. When
1: you're a kid, you don't know that there's writing, producing, directing. Right. I watched TV as a kid. I watched The Honeymooners. Right. I wanted to be that. I just wanted to be funny on stage. That's all I cared about. So you're in the high school place. That's a, that's the only way to do it without getting in trouble in class, right? Then <laughs> then I went to college for that. Right. But once you're in college, if it's a nice college, you're getting a well-rounded education. You're learning about mm-hmm. writing and directing and even producing, right? Right. So that's in the back of your head as you go out into the very cold New York world of (laughs) trying to make it in theater. That's a stupid thing for a person to do because the odds are so against you. And so I struggled for eight years until some friends of mine and I wrote a show for ourselves to be in because we couldn't get arrested otherwise. That became successful. And then that was a transition for me. And at the same time, a friend of mine who was a writer came over and said, let's write a screenplay together. Just luck. Just luck. And we sold that screenplay. All of a sudden, like, oh, I'm eating tuna fish for dinner. I just got paid for writing, and now I can eat whatever I want. So that decision was made for me. Right. But these are all branches off the same tree. Writing, directing, producing, acting, It's all comes from the same place. When you're a writer, you're trying to connect with your audience, which is what I tried to do on Raymond. So my voice is in there. I'm just trying to connect with you now in a
0: more direct way. Now you see me. So are you are you is 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 this is this as comfortable for you as you were hoping it would be?
1: Oh yeah, it really is First of all, I had the experience of doing exporting Raymond of being on camera and you know you're what? very comfortable on camera but you know what my parents okay are in do you remember yes, in of exporting course. Raymond they're in the movie. I showed up at their house with a camera crew with big guys with cameras and boom microphones and they had to wire my mother they put a microphone up the front of her blouse and she was like oh my my father's like i have to wear this on my ass what is this and within five minutes of a giant camera crew being in their kitchen they're fighting as if nobody's there so if you say i'm comfortable in front of the camera i'm not when it first starts but after a while you forget the camera everybody does
0: otherwise by the way there'd never be a reality show this is true. Right? So this changes your, 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 your dreams for yourself after having this experience in front of the camera? Could you go back to me behind the camera? Of course. Of course.
1: As I said, I, and by the way, I love every aspect of show business. I love writing, producing, acting, directing. Every, I love every aspect of the business except the business.
0: I can hear you on that one.
1: It's all the same to me. It's all branches off the same tree. So are you collecting characters for a future piece as you travel during this show? You can't help it. That's a great question. You can't help it. If you notice things, like, like in Exporting Raymond, for example, remember the costume lady?
0: Of course. Who, if I ever wrote a thing, why you gotta have, that's in my head. Yeah. I'm going to draw on that. Well, and because the great thing about Raymond, y'all, if you didn't know, is that almost every character is based on someone you know. Well, or except, someone that Ray knows. Ray,
1: Ray's actual family, the setup of his family, was that. Twin boys, older daughter, uh, brother who's really jealous of him, right. lives with his parents in the basement. The parents live close by. They never leave him alone. When he told me all this, I said, well, it doesn't seem like there's anything there we could use. <laughs> <laughs> but then I thought, well, that's as good a place as any to start for a family, and especially for— a comedian who never acted before, why not surround him with the familiar? And I like the family thing, and what I don't know about his family, in terms of their personalities, I'm filling in with the personalities from my family. So there's a lot of my parents in there, there's a lot of my wife in there, there's a lot of me in there, right? That's how you do it. You observe, you have to, if you're going to write about real life,
0: you have to have one. So how close to your next great piece are you Based on what you've seen in the last, however long it took to build this
1: show. Larry, this is my next great piece. I want people to see this. This is my mission in life. I feel like I have a goal in this, right? It's not just I go and eat. That Anybody could do that. There's a point to this, and I hope you get it. It's, I've, it's, I've distilled all of life in my few years on earth into this. Food, family, friends, travel, laughs. These are my my, values. But
0: when did you get so wide-eyed? There's something, even sitting here talking with you, there's something remarkably, forgive this word because you might not like it, innocent about you. There's something very 10 years old about you. When did you, I mean, are you aware of that? That you are like... Your eyes are like the size of saucers when you talk about your work because you, you clearly love it all and you want to see it all. I, I'm very lucky to have that. I know. I'm lucky. Tell us about that.
1: I can't. I don't know what it is. I don't, I just, it's just who I am. I just, I'm in love with, I, I think, if we want to get deep for a second. Please. The food is something that we connect to other people with. When we go out to lunch and we have a meal, which I try to do every single day. In fact, the name of my production company on Raymond was Where's Lunch? Because <laughs> it was the writer's main preoccupation. But also because lunch is the vacation in the middle of your day. And if you and I go to lunch, great, I get to see Larry. I get to, I get, yes, we're going to order something hopefully good. But the better that is, the better our time's going to be. And all I really care about is my time with you. And so I want. that's how we connect. The other way for me to connect, and I feel like it's the way, it's the most underappreciated way to connect with other human beings is our sense of humor. You know, the media would have us believe it's, ooh, who's hot looking, right? And yes, we connect that way. But the lasting way, I believe, the people we choose to be our friends, the people we choose to marry— is based on a similar sense of humor, or at least an appreciation of the other's sense I of humor. Couldn't agree That's with what more. keeps wow. you together. Listen, I wrote about marriage
0: for nine years, so I'm an expert now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're so right. You're so right, because I've been with my partner and my husband for 12 years, and the best thing we do is laugh. I guarantee yeah. you the people who split up, they're not laughing. Especially, and they weren't laughing. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And they weren't laughing. So try to laugh a little more. Yeah. That's in the show, too. Yeah. It's nothing without the humor to me. For me, that's just who I am. But it comes from a love of connecting with people. That's all. That's, it's all an excuse to do that.
0: So what is, what is your favorite thing to eat right now? He, you know, I try what do you to... Want, what are you having for lunch today, Phil Rosenthal? Yeah.
1: that's a great question. And I have to tell you, it's Yum Kipper. I'm not eating anything. Oh, that's right. you're what are you doing here? I, this is the only day that, that everything was available to me. The show premieres Monday, so I have to. You know, I'm, I'm going to have certain family members uh, ashamed of me, but it's for a greater cause. I'm, 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 I try to live uh, a decent life and be nice, so it's okay. I think uh, whoever's up there looking down on me will understand. So, uh, I You're I still going
0: to get it. in the book. You're going to get in the <laughs> You're book. You're going to get you in the book, exactly. <laughs> Don't worry. What's you so- know, live, live the life. Don't walk the walk. Don't talk the talk. Yeah, and I'll tell you, it's actually almost identical to what I, I had a bypass surgery almost two years ago, and that was the last thing he said to me. When I, when I walked out of his office, he goes, I, if I'm lucky, I'll never see you again. Go live.
1: That's it. That's, by the
0: way, you could have just written the tagline for my show. (laughs) It's a great show. Thank you, buddy. It's a really good show. I appreciate it. That's Phil Rosenthal. Um, Before we let you go, I I would be remiss if I didn't say to you what I said to you last time, which is, um, and you're doing it with this new show as well. I I have to say you're doing it with this new show as well, because I've already had the good luck to see the first two episodes, is um, you've created something on television that is funny and entertaining and insightful, and I always joke that in my marriage I'm Ray and my husband is very Deborah. <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> and there is no difference between a gay marriage and a straight marriage if you watch Everybody Loves Gay <laughs> because my husband does call me idiot about three times a day. That's really good. It's true. But I watch your show every single day of my life because it is the best company of people I love. Thank you. It is the best company of people I love. And watching I'll have with Phil's eating. Having. Having. Sorry. I'm looking at it right here. um, Is getting to know the person who helped create all of that. Thanks. And it's really awesome. And I can't wait to see where you go next. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So please come back and tell us about it. I sure will. Thank you so much. Stick around. There's more to come on The Jolt.